Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. Good evening. Let's open in prayer. Father, I thank you. I thank you for what you're going to do tonight. I thank you that our hearts are open. I thank you, Father, that the spirit of the living God lives inside each one of us and that we will receive from you tonight more than we have received in a, in a while. More, Lord. We ask for the more tonight. And, Father, as we go into worship, I thank you that our praises and our worship are a sweet incense unto you. I thank you for your goodness and your mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you that we can worship you freely in this country. (laughs) We thank you, Father, that we can worship you freely. We thank you that you are worthy of all of our praises. We glorify you. We honor you. And we know that you have a plan and purpose for this evening. And we know that it is good for you give good gifts to your children. Thank you, Father, that we come to you tonight like children. Just trusting in you and what you're going to do. Father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you, Lord. Praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's so nice when you get confirmation from the Lord that through the songs that Tim played tonight, you know you're on the right track. So let's everybody give a big hand to Tim. Thank you, Tim. Thank you for our worship team. Thank you, Rich, for your sound team. We're all good. Thank you all for coming out. I will introduce myself because not everybody might know who I am. My name is Chris Kidder, and my husband's sitting back there in the corner. He came to honor me. Thank you, darling. Um, I teach women to women. I facilitate. I am not, I don't consider myself the leader because Holy Spirit is the only one who leads women to women, and he's the only one that is going to lead this service tonight. Um, One of the things, and I have a lot of my ladies here tonight. Thank you for my tribe. Love you all. One of the things that I tell them all the time is that whenever they come to one of the meetings for women to women, that everybody comes as a thread or a part of the picture because we all have a part to play. Even in this evening, you are here. Some of you are here to receive. Some of you are here to give. Some of you are here because you didn't know I was talking. (laughs) And some of you are here because you did know I was talking. And that's a good thing. Um, So thank you, thank you, thank you. We're going to pray over the... um, 
the prayer requests that we received on Sunday. We're going to do that at the end of the service. I'm going to talk to you tonight about love and you. We all know that the foundation of the world was built on love. God is love. He sent his son to the earth because he loved everything that he created and he wanted his son to redeem him. Jesus was slain before the foundation of the earth. You were created before the foundation of the earth. This may be simplistic to all of you, but sometimes we need to hear the simple things again to remind us of just how much we are loved by God. Father, Jesus, and Holy Spirit loved one another, and they were always in unity. And Scripture tells us that Jesus will return when the brothers are in unity, as they are in unity. Father created, Jesus agreed, and Holy Spirit went to work. Now, one of the things we, I teach in Women to Women, and I will let you know that I, am, I don't consider myself a teacher, I am a trainer. Because I have a couple of passions in my life. One of them, in the body of Christ, I am called to teach everybody how to love themselves. And we're going to talk about that. Pastor Jason talked about loving your neighbor as yourself and the greatest commandment. And we're going to go a little bit deeper into that. For those of you who don't know what I did previously, um, besides the fact that I worked at GE for 25 years, I also was a life skill teacher for quite a few years. And in teaching life skills, um, and before that, I was a dog trainer so I, and a horse trainer. <laughs> so I am by nature a trainer. My, one of my other passions is prayer, intercessory prayer. There is nothing that delights my heart more than to be in my secret place, whether it's in my upper room or if it's just driving in the car in my secret place, in my heart, and hooking up with Jesus to pray the prayers that he's praying because he is ever on the throne room interceding for us, hearing from heaven, which is Exactly the prayers that we all want to pray. We want to pray what Jesus is praying because then we know our prayers are going to be answered. So as we talk about love, the Bible in and of itself is called the love letter. Everything that Father does, Father does out of love. Whatever it is, it's always out of love. When Jesus died on the cross, and he died on the cross as you, and just take a minute and let that sink in. When he died on the cross, he died as you. And then he looked into the future, 
and he saw you, and he counted it joy to know that his father had given you to him as a gift. He was willing to sacrifice his life for each one of you. That's how important you are to the Lord. Now, you know, there, there might come a time when there are people that I would say, yeah, I'd probably take a bullet for my husband or take a bullet for my daughter-in-law, my son, my granddaughter. Somebody else, yeah, my, you could shoot me in the leg, not real sure. Not taking a bullet to the heart for a lot of people. Just saying, you know. So, but Jesus looked out and saw us in the present, in now, exactly what's going on right now, and said, yeah, I'll do it for them. I'll do it for you. I'll do it for you. I'll do it for you. And he did. The greatest thing about that is that after he did that, he went into hell. And when he went into hell, what a lot of people don't understand is that he left your dead man, your old self, your old man, whatever you terminology you have for whatever you were before Christ, he left that there. And then he rose again. And when he rose again, he brought with him you as a new creature in Christ. Even though you weren't even born 2,000 years ago, you still were resurrected with him as a new creature in Christ Jesus. That means as a new creature, none of your old stuff has any place in you. Now, is that easy? Sometimes not. But for the most part, if we will learn to live and move and have our being in the spirit, we will see Jesus. Not only did he bring you up out of hell, he handed you the keys to the kingdom. And in Matthew sixteen nineteen, out of the Amplified Version, it reads, I might have to turn there. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Our Father's prayer that we are, the first prayer that probably most of us in Christ learned is how to pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Each one of us are a vessel that brings heaven to earth. Our prayers bring heaven into every person that is in our sphere of influence. Some of us, our sphere of influence is very great. I'm finding the older I get, the smaller my influence my sphere is. It's all good because God knows what person we're supposed to touch whenever we're supposed to touch him. 
Before he ascended into heaven, he prayed a prayer, a prayer of love over you that continues to this very day. And that is John 15, 9 through 11. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. Do you know what it means to abide in God's love? Sometimes when you got people around you that are pitching fits and doing things, not everybody can stay abiding in love. There's a book out. It's called Keep Your Love On. It's by Danny Silk. Danny Silk wrote this book. My husband and I were able to go to the Keep Your Love On conference that was in Columbus. I don't know how many years ago that was, but we did go to that. And I'll tell you what, when you really start focusing on the little things that trip your trigger, hit your button, whatever terminology you want to call it, you get to practice staying in love. Sometimes you got to just go, yeah, I'll get back to you on that because I'm not going there with you. It just doesn't just doesn't make sense to go there. I'm not going to lose my love of abiding in him, staying in the present, staying in the moment. It's important that we do that. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. There's a condition to abiding in his love. It is keep my commandments. Just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love, These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Abiding in love is not always easy, but I can tell you it can be done and it takes practice. Doesn't matter who you're with. There are things that come up that we need to just say, you know what, Lord? You can say it in your mind. You don't have to say it out loud. You know, it's just like, okay. I mean, I'm sure we've all been in situations. I can give you a situation that's really, really relevant. My husband and I were driving to Cleveland, and um, I had a very bad habit when we would get in the car. I knew that he was cornered. He couldn't go anywhere. So, (laughs) good wife that I am, you know, that's the best place to grab him. I got women shaking their heads. Okay, I'm not the only one that's ever done this. Okay, so we're driving. We got to about Cleveland, and I start talking to him. And naturally, the talk that I don't even remember what the conversation was about, but it got a little heated. And me being Italian, I am Italian-Irish, so great combo. Anyway, we are, we are heavy into this, you know, and I hear Holy Spirit say to me, shut up. I say back to Holy Spirit, I am going to win this, and I'm in it to win it. So I continue with the fight for a little bit longer, and then I I hear Holy Spirit again, shut up. I'm like, okay, it doesn't take a rocket science. You hear from God two times, you better be paying attention. So it's like, okay, whoops. In the meantime, my husband is saying, you always do this to me. You get me in the car, blah, blah, blah. So... I did. I shut up. I paid attention, which is part of 
practicing, you know? I'm sure that we've all been in situations where it's like, okay, I really need to be practicing God's love right now and go, Holy Spirit, help me. I need help here. I need help. Holy Spirit will jump right in because that's what he's there for. He's there to be your wonderful counselor. He's there to help you with all the help that you need. He has everything you need. It's like there's a little room that Holy Spirit has all this stuff in and it's just for you. So whatever you need, you just ask for it. Especially when it comes to Issues of the heart. When you have issues of the heart and you need something from Holy Spirit, it doesn't take him very long. Holy Spirit wants nothing more than to help you get through every situation that you are in. It doesn't really matter what it is. Holy Spirit is all about helping. He is your divine helper. He's the one who's on earth. You always have to remember that. Holy Spirit is the one who is on the earth. Father and Jesus are in heaven. They're cheering us on. They're making everything happen. They're praying. Jesus is praying for us all the time. I I told the women at Women to Women one Saturday, I said, you know, you want to talk about multitasking. What is there, nine billion people on the earth? Holy Spirit can be with each one of them every moment, 24-7. That just makes my mind go, wow. I it just, I don't know how it happens. I just can't do that. I'm lucky I can think of one person at a time and take care of business, you know. So we just want to make sure that we say, Holy Spirit, help us. You know, that's one of the things that I say a lot. I just need your presence, Lord. Give me your presence, and I'm good. If I don't have your presence, I don't go nowhere. We have a great commandment, and when we abide in that commandment, everything will be as it was meant to be. How many times have you heard people say, I don't know why this is happening. I do not get it. Everything that happens to you happens, or things that happen around you. Uh, I had a friend call me the other day. She needed prayer for an ex-daughter-in-law's baby who was rushed to the hospital because she was supposedly having a seizure. So her and I got on the line, on the phone, and we're praying. And I'm like, this is not about her. This is not serious. I just knew in my spirit that it wasn't serious for the baby. I said, she's in God's hands. And I could literally see her while I was praying for her that she was in God's hands, literally was seeing her. I said, this is about the sphere of influence that this baby has because her mother knows the Lord, but is not walking with the Lord. And there's, there's a, a half-brother who knows the Lord, and this is becoming a testimony to him because he is a prophetic intercessor. And he's young. He's, I think he's, Izzy's going to be 15. I think he's 13 years old. And he already has that because his grandmother has 
brought that out of him, that gift, just excessively. And I said, this isn't about her. Then she sends me a picture that somebody had taken that day, and it was a cloud with a hand, literally a hand, and in the hand was another cloud. We just took that as confirmation. Yes, God's got this. She's in his hands, and it's not about her. That being said, the baby actually had a lactose intolerance because her mother, a week before, started eating dairy, and she's nursing, and that's what happened. So she's getting sent. She's, she's been in the hospital, I think, two days, and she's now being sent home. She's on a special formula, blah, blah, blah. Everything's going to be okay. She just has to stay off milk. So everything that happens is for a purpose. I have always believed that nothing is by accident. Absolutely nothing happens by accident. I don't believe in coincidences. I believe those are all opportunities to be a vessel to be used to learn something Because as a trainer, I believe that I not only teach you, but I also allow you to teach me. We are all teachers. We are all trainers. We are all learning as we grow. It's not going to matter how old we get or how old we are. We are always going to be learning more and more of Christ. This commandment. Mark 11, or Mark 12, 29, which is up on the screen. Jesus answered him, this is out of the uh, Passion Translation. Those, those women who come to women to women know that I absolutely adore the Passion Translation because the more passionate I can become in the Spirit, just the better I think life is. Because God is a very passionate God. He is very passionate over us. He is very passionate about your destiny. He is very passionate about the purpose that he has for you. He is passionate about every day of your life. That's why Holy Spirit is able to connect with you on a regular basis. Doesn't matter if you're at work. Doesn't matter if you're in a grocery store. Doesn't matter if you're at home. Doesn't even matter when you're sleeping because the word says that Holy Spirit, angels minister to you while you're sleeping. Amen. Isn't, that's just awesome. I get up very early in the morning, so my angels have to talk to me about midnight to keep me sleeping. The most important of all the commandments, I'm going to read it out of the, the, trans, the passion because I have it here. That's not how it reads in my passion, okay? Verse 29 says, the most important of all the commandments is this. The Lord Yahweh, our God, is one. You are to love the Lord Yahweh, your God, with every passion of your heart. With all the energy of your being, with every thought that is within you, and with all your strength. This is the great and supreme commandment. And the second is this, that you must love your neighbor 
in the same way that you love yourself, you will never find a greater commandment than this, than these. Jason talked, Pastor Jason talked about loving your neighbor. And it is important to love your neighbor. I'm going to give you a little life skills now. Loving yourself. There are, I mean, I've been around women in life skills for a very long time. And for women, one of the things that, I don't know where we get it from, but I know we get it. We're just not good enough. And it's not easy. We don't, we don't, for some reason, love ourselves. Maybe it's because we're nurturers. I don't know what it is. But I know that you have to learn to love yourself if you don't. And I'm going to use a scale of 1 to 10. If I only love myself to a 5, 10 being the highest, 1 being the lowest... Five is the only degree of love that I can give out. Unfortunately, it is also the only degree of love that I can receive in. Now, I've been walking with the Lord for hmm, probably 40 years. But I knew him even as a teenager. Um, Actually, I was saved at a very young age. My grandmother... Um, who is my Uncle Paul's mother, was a minister. And I learned scriptures when I was very young at a church on 16th and Sassafras, I believe. Good, good old Pentecostal church where you had to go in the basement and wait for the Holy Spirit to come upon you. Why you had to go in the basement, I'll never know. But anyway, you did. <laughs> so, and I've always had experiences with the Lord which I think is one of the most important things about learning to love yourself, is experiencing his love. And how do we do that? How do we experience Jesus' love? We can do it by reading the word, and a certain scripture in the word will come up, and it's like, oh, yeah, you just feel him loving you. I can be riding in my car and just, don't close your eyes when you're driving in your car, but just be sitting there and go, Jesus, I know you're here. I know you're in the car. And it just warms your body. You know, you get those warm fuzzies. Loving yourself is very important. Because if you don't love yourself enough, you can't love God with all of your heart. So just keep pushing through. God loves you with all of his heart. That's never going to change. And the more you desire to know him, the more you're going to be able to love you because he created you for love. That is the purpose that he created you. The love of God, I'm going to read this to you. The love of God is you experiencing your life through his perspective. His perspective of you is never condemning his correction. Trust me, I have been corrected by the Lord. Shut up. That's, that's pretty severe, you know, but I didn't feel condemned. That is one of the most powerful benefits of 
being in a relationship with the Lord is that when you know that you are loved wholly and unconditionally by him, you will never feel condemnation when you're corrected. And correction is a part of love. Scripture says, I love those. How does it go? I discipline those who love me, which he does. His desire is for you to live in his presence. That's what he wants, to abide in his love always. He wants you to always be abiding in love. He wants you to live in his presence, and he wants you to be present with him. He wants to fulfill his purpose for your life on this planet. Every one of us here has a purpose. Every one of us here has a destiny that God has written in your baby book. Every one of us here has a baby book that was handwritten by God before the foundation of the world was formed. Before you were born, God had a baby book for every day of your life. He knows when your life begins. He knows when your life is going to end. You don't. Thank you, Jesus. We have more than enough anxiety in the world. Your destiny lies within his love for you. You will become all that you were made to be when you fall in love with God. Now, I am pretty sure that everybody that is here that I am looking at is totally in love with Jesus. Totally in love with Jesus totally in love with Jesus. It is your identity in him that causes his love to flow through you, creating you how you were originally intended to be. When we were originally made, we were made in God's image, and we were made to love him. And his desire for us is to be intimately in love with him, to live in his blessed presence at all times. Doesn't matter if you're going to the grocery store. Doesn't matter where you're going. He wants you. He's chosen you. He loves you. He created the world for you to live in it. That's what it's all about. In Acts 17, 28, it is through him that we live and function and have our identity. Just as your own poets have said, our lineage comes from him. Now, in the Greek version of that particular scripture, it says, we are his offspring. When you choose to look at yourself Through his eyes, you will see yourself in a whole different aspect. He wants you to see you like he sees you. Sometimes it's hard because we know all of our faults. But we are forgiven. We are all together forgiven. Before the foundation of the world was formed... God the creator knew you and created you in a, in a spirit all because he wanted a relationship with you. 
Now, I'm going to read to you quickly Psalms 139. This happens to be one of my most favorite scriptures. Whenever I get a little depressed, which is not very often, I might add, this is where I go. The title of this scripture, and I'm going to read it out of the Passion, is You, Lord, Know All About Me. Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. You perceive every moment of my heart and soul, and you understand my every thought before it even enters my mind. You are so intimately aware of me, Lord. You read my heart like an open book. You know all the words I'm about to speak before I even start a sentence. You know every step I will take before my journey even begins. You've gone into my future to prepare the way. And in kindness, you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. With your hand of love upon my life, you impart a blessing to me. This is just too wonderful, deep, and incomprehensible. Your understanding of me brings wonder and strength. Where could I go from your spirit? Where could I run and hide from your face? If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the realms of the dead, you're there too. If I fly with wings into the shining dawn, you're there. If I fly into the radiant sunset, You're there waiting. Wherever I go, your hand will guide me. Your strength will empower me. It's impossible to disappear from you or to ask the darkness to hide me. For your presence is everywhere, bringing light into my night. There is no such thing as darkness with you. The night to you is as bright as the day. There's no difference between the two. You formed my innermost being, shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside, and wove them all together in my mother's womb. I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about it. How thoroughly you know me, Lord. You formed every bone in my body when you created me in the secret place, carefully, skillfully shaping me from nothing to something. You saw who you created me to be before I became me, before I'd ever seen the light of day. The number of days you planned for me were already written in your book. Every single moment you are thinking of me. How precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. Oh God, your desires towards me are more than the grains of the sand on every shore. When I awake in the morning, you are still with me. Oh God, come and slay these bloodthirsty, murderous men, for I cry out, depart from me, you wicked ones. See how they blaspheme your sacred name and lift up themselves against you, but all in vain. 
Lord, can't you see how I despised those who despised you? For I grieve when I see them rise up against you. I have nothing but complete hatred and disgust for them. Your enemies shall be my enemies. God, I invite your searching gaze into my heart. Examine me through and through. Find out everything that may be hidden within me. Put me to test and sift through all my anxious cares and see if there is any path of pain I'm walking on and lead me back into your glorious everlasting way, the path that brings me back to you. I just want to read the prayer requests um, and pray over them. (sighs) All of my anxiety is now gone. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Why don't we just take, I don't know, 30 seconds. Everybody just kind of pray in the spirit for about 30 seconds. To pray for prodigals. (laughs) To pray for the prodigals. And Father, we'll just take an opportunity to really intercede for the prodigals. Because this is the season for them all to come home. For them all to be drawn by you, Lord. We can tell them how to go. We can tell them what they need to do. But ultimately, Lord, it is your drawing them in to you. As we lift up the name of Jesus, Lord, you will draw all men unto yourself. And as Jesus is the gateway to the Father, I thank you, Father, that they hear you whistling after them. They hear you singing over them. They hear you dancing. They see you. Father, I thank you that they have dreams in the night, that they need to change what they're doing and turn around. I thank you, Father, that Every heart is being changed, that, that they need to come and they need to find what's missing in their life. And the only thing that's missing, Lord, is the relationship that you created them for in the beginning. Father, I come against all the addictions, Father, that these prodigals are into, whatever they might be. I come into that, Father, in agreement that you would not have any of that. We bind that on earth. As I know, addictions are totally bound in heaven. And Father, we loose righteousness into their heart. We loose goodness. We loose your love to come into them, Father. We remove the blinders from their eyes, Father, in the spirit. We, re, we open, we say, open your ears to hear what the spirit of the living God is saying to you. Father, we just, we thank you. We thank you, Father, that you are bringing them all home. We thank you, Father, for people who are working in our country. We lift up our president. We thank you that he is doing a good work, Lord. We thank you, Father, that in his nighttime, because I know he's an early riser, Lord, in his nighttime, I thank you that you visit him. I thank you, Lord, that he gets filled with the Holy Spirit while he's in that White House. That he's walking the hallways of that White House and he's praying in the Holy Ghost. He's worshiping the Lord God Almighty. He knows who his creator is. I thank you, Father, for, for our vice president. I know that he knows you, Lord. And I thank you for the prayer groups that they have in the House and in the Senate and the Congress, Father, that that those prayer groups are doing a great and mighty work, Father. I thank you, Father, for this country. I thank you that this country is your country, Lord. Father, your word says for us to ask you for the nations. And as we ask for the nations, you already own them. 
but we need to disciple them, Lord. So we ask for the nations. We ask for more salvations to come into this church. We ask for there to be roadblocks out in the front on Steritania Road that are leading people into this church, Father. We ask for all the churches to be filled to overflowing, Lord. We ask for finances to come into this into the churches, Father, that they can all meet the needs that need to be met. Father, you know every need of every church, Father, and I thank you that you are the one who produces the harvest and brings the provision. So, Father, I thank you that you are bringing more finances into the church as you are bringing people into the church. I thank you that every chair in this church is filled and every person that fills it has a desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of their life. Father, and I thank you that those that are sitting in here, Father, they are ministers of the gospel, that they are anointed, that the Spirit of God lives on them and in them, that they are anointed to preach the gospel. Wherever they go, they are anointed to preach the gospel. Father, I just thank you. You are more than enough. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. Father, I thank you for all of the work that it takes to run this ministry and all ministries for that matter, Lord. I thank you that you know every provision. You know what needs to be done, what needs to come in. Father, I just call it in right now in the name of Jesus. We call in we call in finances, we call in workers, we call in new young people. We need people that are in their 20s, Lord, so we can fill every age group, Lord, so that each each age group can have a community because it is it is your will, Father, that we have connections with one another. Father, I thank you for our homes. Each person, Father, represented here and all those not here. I thank you that our homes become a church in and of themselves. Hmm. Oh, Jesus, I thank you, Father, that your word is preached in our homes. Your commandments, your commandments are obeyed in our homes, Lord. I thank you for all that you're doing. I thank you that you bless every person that came out tonight. I thank you, Lord, that they were enriched by your word. I just thank you, Father, for all that you're doing. Father, I ask that you bless Pastor Jason and, and Liz while they're away. Father, comfort them, provide for them, protect them. We ask for traveling mercies, Lord. I ask for strength to be imparted unto them, Father, and wisdom, Father, wisdom. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. If anybody needs prayer for anything, you can come up. I'll, I'll wait up here for a while, and uh, we'll pray with you. I know I have a couple of my women here that can come up and that are on my ministry team for Women to Women. And if I need help, if not, you are dismissed. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. 
You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org where you may sign up to receive our monthly faith communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today. And always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.